0: Hello, everybody. We'll get into our intro in just a second, but uh, first, a couple of public service announcements. This episode of the podcast was recorded on Saturday, the 1st of May.
1: Listen to what I say. How about I just go eat some hay?
2: I can make things out of clay and lay by the bay. I just may. What do you say?
0: Sorry. Couldn't help myself. We talk about the new Bill C-10 that is being discussed to regulate internet use and broadcasting for Canadians, and we get into a bit of a deep dive on the current state of the real estate market. Interesting and fascinating stuff. So, we're trying out different platforms to increase the sound quality on our recordings. You'll notice for the first 15 minutes it'll sound great, but then we had to switch back to Skype, which brought our quality down. It's all good. Over the next couple episodes, you'll see a gradual increase in sound quality so that it can come out a little clearer for our listeners. Enjoy the episode. Included as part of our intro or whatever. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 320 Club podcast. Why is it called the 320 Club? Well, 420 was already taken and happy hour is happening somewhere else. We're your hosts. I'm Whiskey. And I'm Rox. We've got cognac with us. And uh, you know what? Let's just kick her off right now. I've got a... Oh, there's that pop. I've got the Arkantotion 3-wood. You guys can probably see on my feed uh i've got about i don't know a third less than a third of a bottle left so bottoms up what are you guys drinking how are we lubricating this my, episode as I, I mentioned before
2: i'm uh finishing off my uh single malt scotch whiskey uh at uh cast strength of 56 percent or fifty nine fifty five point nine, so it burns a little um are you drinking so let- it out of your protein shaker no, 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 no. This has got, got a whiskey sniffer. There's, there's, there's time to, for, for the respect, the craft. <laughs>
1: yeah. So.
0: <laughs> That's all right. What about you, Connick? What are you pouring?
1: I'm going to finish this uh, last, what's that? A quarter, a fifth of this Aberlour 10. Ooh,
0: Aberlour. That's a good one. Good brand. A good uh, side. Mm-hmm. I've actually been to the Aberloir distillery. I didn't get to go inside because it was closed at the time, but when I was in my 20s, that wouldn't have stopped me. (laughs) Remember that girl you went out with? Yeah, I
2: just stood outside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're laughing a little too hard at that. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh, all right well we're waiting for Dr. Green he'll be on in about another 15 10 to 15 minutes or so how you guys been well, I feel like I got hit by it. Speaking, a- speaking of what <laughs> speaking of- <laughs> let's go with cognac
2: <laughs> well, it's,
1: just, it's, share just, brother. it's just been a week of muscle aches i got my first shot for the old covid 19 vaccine on monday and then like they say like you can have some pain at the injection site afterwards but jesus like two three days of a real stiff arm whatever it kind of like h1n1 back in the day if anyone got that one uh but today i did uh six hours of tuition in uh in race karting so oh wow that's fascinating Three and a half hours of that. Well, maybe not three and a half, About three hours of it was seat time. So, you know, going out with your friends and doing a go-kart race is all fun. But banging it out for three hours, it gets a little bit rough on the old body. (laughs) (laughs) Is it all at one go or is it like catheter time? (laughs) No, no, no. It's like uh, we do like we go out in the performance carts for like 15 minutes, and then we'd come in, uh, and then we just jump in the, the normal normal rental carts with everyone else to do a race to practice some overtaking and and then back and forth like that. So, but longest that a single shot's about thirty minutes.
0: So, okay, how far? How fast? How fast are these things going? Uh, about 80, 85 kilometers an hour. Okay, it and- doesn't sound too fast, but when your ass is an inch and a half off the ground, it's quite quick yeah like I can imagine that's insane that you're actually taking this up dude like that's pretty crazy
1: yeah there were some guys there though that, that like guys that owned their own carts that had like shifter carts and stuff and those things will do about 155 on the back holy
0: shit yeah that's crazy. crazy um oh what was i gonna ask you okay so this for the I, i've already heard this story a little bit but uh more so for our listeners you crashed like last weekend or something like that what happened yeah last night go it. into that story
1: uh, uh like um so at my local track there's um the back straight goes into what's essentially a full throttle corner it's not quite a full throttle corner but if you if you run the line right all you have to do is let off the gas slightly turn in and then get back on it control the control the back end slide and and if you touch the apex you basically can just whip right out of it to the second back straight so I was setting up for an overtake going into that corner, which isn't the best overtaking corner um, that exists because it's, uh, you know, you never really know what uh, what I would consider like tourists, like people that just rent a car. You never really know what they're going to do because they don't know what racing lines are necessarily and stuff. Um, right. And, uh, you know, you're, you're you're coming into it at full belt at about 75, 80 kilometers an hour. Um, the only way because <clears> – <throat> Cards don't have a transmission. So the only way to, to maintain speed is to maintain it. Um, and I was going to do an overtake around the outside on this person who was going quite slowly up the up the straight. Um, caught them right at the, kind of the initiation point of the corner. Uh, but they decided to hit the brakes, uh, which they shouldn't have done. And locked up their rear brakes, which kicked their cart out to the right. It's a left-hand corner um but they were knowledgeable enough to be close enough to the outside of the track that it didn't really leave me anywhere to go and another guy was deciding he was going to try and take it on the inside so he was to my left um so I juked right to try and avoid that but in doing that I got onto the curbing like the red and white kind of bouncy curbing which uh, eliminated my ability to steer which meant I maintained my forward trajectory at about probably 70 kilometers an hour when I left the track. Um, I decided to keep the wheels, like instead of trying to fight that hard turn, I straightened them out to ride it in because it had been raining for about two days beforehand. It was all muddy and wet and I didn't want to flip it. So, but I went right through the tire barrier, double stack tire barrier, right through it, about 10 feet past the wall. It was, uh, it was different. The poor like teenager that's working there that like waves the flags because they're bored looks super confused. And then like Had to try and push me out of there But like the rules for safety Is you're not allowed to get out of the cart And I was like bro I weigh 200 pounds Like do you want me to get out And get this cart out with you Like (laughs) You're never going to do
0: this (laughs) Um, This is not going to happen These carts Now they don't have like Those little Guardrails that go around The whole cart Hmm. Right Oh they do They This one did This one one does Okay So I didn't break it It was fine
2: actually That thing was a champ Hmm Oh, you're, you're, you're muted, Whiskey. Whiskey. Way not to get in ba- uh, invited back to the kids' birthday party. Right? <laughs> Breaking the <cocaine>. go
0: <laughs> Okay, you guys keep on going. I'm going to try and sort out some technical issues. Apparently, uh, uh, Dr. Green can't join because they haven't made it to IO yet. Oh, I- iOS yet for Squadcast. They're an iOS household. On um, to use a laptop. Uh, I think that's what he has a MacBook. <laughs> Yeah, but he, he's got the internet on a MacBook. Ah, I think there's still an issue. I'll, I'll see what I can do. Maybe I'll try a different browser. i not using phone. Safari. I think they all of his products are all Apple products. And Cult of if, Jobs. Yeah, there's,
2: there's, a, there's an option, I think, that you can you can choose. Anyways, ah, what, uh, anyway, I'll, I'll sort it out. No, you guys keep going. This, this is a failure to launch. Eh. Dr. Green's coming. We'll <laughs> That's all good, buddy. That's cool. That's cool. What else have you have up to? Uh, not a whole lot. A uh,
1: bit of work. Had some meetings uh, all week and going to go golfing tomorrow. So, you know. It's trying funny. To taking advantage of the fact it's above 10 degrees here now. It yeah. did snow again last week, but
0: it's funny uh you mentioned the uh you getting the first part of the covid vaccine there like i got it uh i think it was well the first recording that we all did the four of us did um when i got back it was uh like i got it and then i went and got shit-faced with you gents uh, that night, and uh, I felt great. Like my arm felt awesome. I don't know. Maybe I'm just more of a man than everything, you are. <laughs> everything else. <laughs> some
1: people said like some of the some of the medical staff said like ah oh, might really hurt your arm. You might get like shivers and a bit of a headache, and it could happen on your first or your second dose. Some
2: people get it worse on one than the other. So.
0: Mm, okay,
2: that's fair. That's fair. Here, here's I just actually- slept Saturday, Sunday this the, for me it was just the day after i was just really bagged that's it right no no pain nothing
0: interesting
1: hmm. yeah, it's funny how it's the same it's the same shot for everybody but like people people's bodies
0: react differently to it i guess so. yeah Interesting. what i find fascinating and something that i was hesitant to bring up because i'm going to sound like an absolute asshole when i bring this up is talking about people who post on social media that they got the vaccine i don't know if you guys you probably you guys have probably never even thought about this um i'm one of those assholes who does think about this and i don't know i just i think it's kind of weird i mean i get
1: it if you're like some like politician or like actor or somebody that can like influence other people to encourage them to go get the vaccine but if you or I or, or whiskey did it, I would judge us thoroughly. Firstly, that's like your medical
2: history. So, like, no, I, I would say I would say that it's. Uh, I think it depends on where you sit in perspective. So, one, if I was sitting around with a group of you guys, you're like, "We'll get vaccinated." You're like, "Fuck, we can't. Let's go do it." Yeah. Obviously. Um <laughs> If if yeah. if I was I was next to a whole bunch of my redneck family, um, they'd be like. There's fucking a microchip in there. Like I didn't get the vaccine. Yeah, but it was a big one. That fucking thing must have had Prove
1: some rough it. on it. That killed my is there, arm. Is there well, my, phone work, my phone works in the tunnel now, so you know
0: like No,
2: there is there's no <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I had to. But the thing is, but if, if if I actually had those people on my Facebook, which I don't, um maybe I would consider trying to show uh lead by example or peer pressure them into saying, Hey, just go with the vaccine. You can you can be outwardly denying it, but you can go get one, and we
0: will Well, you already it. have the polio <laughs> vaccine, by all statistics. Like, I mean, if you're vaccinated report, from yeah. other things when you were a kid. So, I mean, how? Like, whatever. Anyway, um, I don't know. I just thought. We don't even just, want to get into the anti vaxxer thing because it's no. Fast. Well, it's a fucking cesspool, is what it is. Like Beating a dead horse, though. I think we've talked about it. First. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've definitely talked about it multiple occasions. It was funny. Uh, a friend of mine, a Francophone fella, was talking about it. It's like, yeah, now I have a direct link to Bill Gates when he got the vaccine. He's like, he's whispering into my ear. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Um, yeah. Oh, I have
1: to do an addend- uh, uh, like a correction to something I said last time we chatted. The sprint qualifying was approved for Formula One, but it wasn't last weekend. It will take place at three races this year as a trial. Uh, Silverstone, Monza, and one non-European race yet to be determined. Correction.
2: I thought you were going to say all after. Hi, I'm Cognac. (laughs) Sorry. No. (laughs) But there's something really interesting we should probably talk about. Bill C-10.
0: Oh, yes. That is deeply problematic say that again sorry i missed that last bit for the illiterate
2: it's an amendment to the broadcasting act that will make p- people who uh post things on the internet accountable
1: that the former head of the crtc said was one of the
2: largest attacks on democracy he'd seen but he's the former head of the crtc i have not heard of this
0: please explain literacy literacy is an important skill um, no, it's okay. There's a difference <laughs> between being able to read and <laughs> and availability, you fucker. <laughs> to be fair,
1: Dr. Green knows everything about space but can't connect to a simple.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, it's calling us it some. It's calling it's around the you know, like these things. Yeah. <laughs> He's oh, calling some God. friends in to get the satellite repositioned for us. Um, well,
0: he's he says, bah, I feel like an internet hobo. I just Googled it. Their lawyers haven't cut the deal with Apple yet. Well, it's probably, well, we were discussing it earlier, Wesky. We were talking about how the video is still turned on. Even if you've muted your your webcam, Your your actual physical camera is still lit up. So it's still got you on video so that's probably one of the things one of the items that the lawyers are discussing with the apple yeah, people only Apple's they're all, they're, they're all, well apple is all about privacy and security lately i sent you guys a uh, an article about that not long ago they're outwardly
1: all about privacy and security yeah, outwardly. their calculator uh, still asks for access to your microphone
2: and camera for some yeah, reason of so. course for your calculator <laughs> Did you want to switch over to another means to get Dr. Green on?
0: Uh, sure. We can try. I'm just, I wanted to try this out to see how the quality of the podcast would be. Um, well, I, think I think your, I think your sample is
2: large enough to, to make a decision on that one, but yeah. uh, we don't want to, you don't want to piss up the guest.
0: Okay. I'll, uh, all right. We'll cut this here. And uh, over to
1: Skype, yeah. I will take all those endorsement dollars. Microsoft, I think, on Skype.
2: I will take all those. And, and C10 could be our next, uh, next topic. Because this I don't want to get into the whole topic. And Yes. All right. See you guys on Skype. Sure. See you on Skype. I just had this left over.
0: Okay. I Makes
2: just buy an adapt- adapter for the light, the, the light socket. And then it just turns on the light switch. My
1: basement in my last place, because as we all know in Ontario... You um, you don't pay tax if your roof isn't finished on your basement. It doesn't count as a finished space. So uh, the basement in my last place, I just sprayed it black and then I had pot lights in like
2: white MDF. Yeah, whatever you know, whatever works. It's uh, so yeah. Anyways, no,
3: oh, <laughs> <laughs> you made oh, it. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs>
1: member of the cult of jobs why can't we see uh, <laughs> Miss, mr rocks's beautiful face
0: because i'm sipping whiskey that i spilled all over my fucking desk <laughs> uh, uh, He needs like a whiskey bib with the little pockets to catch it well see that's all you the threw more up reason my groove i want to see that
1: that's all the more reason i want to see that <laughs> cuz i want to see you lapping up whiskey like a cat
3: the <laughs> like... i tell you, man. It's been a week, so so public service announcement: Don't let your fridge die in a lockdown.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, my neighbor sells um, Electromenager um appliances. Yeah, yeah. And I was gonna get a uh, like a chest freezer and buy a whole cow from a farm because it's the cheapest way to get meat and stuff. And and so I, I talked to him. I was like, hey, do you get an employee discount? He's like, yeah, I do. And this was in this time last year when I was talking to him. He's like, good fucking luck. Like, I can get you one for maybe November, possibly. He's like, everything is just sold the fuck out and nobody's shipping anything. Everything's all messed up. He's like, people are coming in yelling and screaming at me at Toggy here. Because their fridge has died and they need one absolutely. And I'm like, I don't have one for you. You can offer me a million dollars for one. It does not exist.
0: Like, Did you say Target? Did you mean Target? No, Target.
3: It's, like it's like I a Target.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no. So, so we scoured Kingston. We bought the last bar fridge at Best Buy that was available. Like, because we've got a fridge on order, but it's going to be like two and a half weeks before it gets here.
1: That's actually pretty good, considering this time last year, it would have been two and a half
2: months if you were lucky.
3: Yeah, we, I would have
2: just ordered it order from Costco. Well, actually, online.
3: What, Amazon is my go-to, right? After the TV thing. And, yeah. Uh, get two fridges. Uh, yeah, exactly. But that, the fridge that we wanted, they actually they had one at Home Depot, so we ordered it from them. But still, it's going to take them almost two weeks to get it here. So, no. I'm might- Except I'm not. You know, when you go to a hotel and there's like a bar fridge and a microwave. So that's my house right now.
1: (laughs) I lived in a hotel for eight weeks a year for two years. It's like my little tiny fridge and then like a sink and a microwave and the barbecue down by the pool. And that's how I lived for eight
0: weeks. Like a nomad. That's pretty (laughs) rough. Like a nomad. That's good. Well done. Well played, sir. Thank you kindly. I hope we kept that in the original part of the recording. That's gonna be this is gonna be fun to edit. Just throwing that out there. (laughs) I can't. I can't see me. Do you guys see me? No, I can't see you. What is happening here? What is happening?
3: I got I got whiskey and rocks, but I don't have the other guy. It's just black. Hey, uh, Doctor Green.
0: Oh, I thought you said you had whiskey. I was just gonna say, what are you drinking?
3: I, I am drinking whiskey, as a matter of fact. So. There is, there is water in this thing, I swear. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. We are off to the freaking races. <laughs> so you're drinking whiskey. What kind of whiskey have you got there, Dr. Green?
3: Uh, this is good old Canadian Club because I, I like to shop local.
0: Other brands are available. Other brands. Southern
2: Manitoba <laughs> local. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, that's fair. That's fair. I, hey, if I could rec- recommend a uh, a local um, that's reasonably priced, um, try Gooderham and Worts. It's a Toronto-based uh, whiskey. It's excellent. I think you might like it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I used. It's funny because I'd gone through the Scotch phase and I got rid of that, and then I was into bourbon for a while, but I kind of ran the course of bourbon for Canada, and with a few imports. So now we're in the line so yeah i'm i'm game
0: <laughs> yeah the uh i went on a pretty big bourbon uh bender for a while there myself i've been on a bourbon yeah. kick myself as
3: well so. yeah yeah right so uh it's uh, hey you know, well, it's reasonably it's
1: more, priced. It's, sum, it's more summery. I find scotch to be more of like an autumn-winter thing because it's smoky.
3: I like yes. it. it Take the death of winter out of your lungs.
0: Well, it depends on what scotch you drink. Like if you're getting a very smoky scotch, yeah, you're going to probably have it more so in the fall or winter. But if you're going to get something like a Speyside, not something from the Isle Islands or the Highlands, if you're going to get a Speyside, that's more of a summer brand, like a Macallan, even though that might put some people out, out of the bank, so... Yeah, that's yeah. the only problem. A lot
3: of stuff, like the Islay stuff, you know? Earthy, earthy scotches. Are you guys
0: Islay or Islay? Islay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Whatever the locals Fixed call it. it. Oh,
3: no, uh, well, now you've just joined us. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to turn off my
1: DNSA settings. <laughs> Oh man. That's a, um, you put the microchip in my arm.
0: Make sure so, that it's linked up. Wait so, Dr. Green, off. we were just talking about. Okay, so what was it you wanted to talk about there, Whiskey? Uh, we were talking about, I can't remember Bill exactly. C-10. Be so ten, be so, Bill C10. Bill C10. <laughs> Explain. Okay, so for, oh, oh, yeah. for yeah. people who don't understand, um, like myself, what is Bill C10?
2: Problems. It's an amendment to the Broadcasting Act. Okay. Um, let me just—I'll pull it up here so we're not uh, not quoting uh, ambiguity here. Um, justice.ca.
3: Yeah, it's basically an amendment to the Act to create further regulation with regards to what can be posted or broadcasted and how much content. Uh, will be deemed to be appropriate or uh, Canadian in origin as well.
0: Like <laughs> based on like who are they controlling?
1: Yeah, um, so who they, whomever they deem to be trying to post objectionable content.
0: That's so. For example, if you're a say a private citizen like ourselves, and you're recording a podcast like ourselves, do we follow? Do we fall under the category of? broadcasting in uh, because we're also can you should be fine
1: because we're not spreading covid conspiracy theories or denying climate change so
0: well that's fair
3: we're gonna talk contrails next week Uh, yeah
0: yeah yeah. well we already got into the discussion of how we all got vaccines we hate people who brag about getting vaccines but we also have a direct line to bill gates dr green so we're just letting you know about that and my
3: phone works (laughs) in the tunnel now that explains why I twitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that happened before the vaccine. You're just old. No, the vaccine's actually <laughs> evened him out a little bit. He's not so twitchy. On the microwave, I'm
2: making I think we point out, like, we did a, a bit of a simplification here. But if I start from the bottom, clause 23... Would allow for imposition of administrative monetary uh, penalties for violation of certain provisions of the Act or the Accessibility Act. Um, But didn't highlight them all in here. But I think the key point would. um, Is that they can they can they can start regulating people that that don't have licensing. Um,
0: That doesn't make any sense.
2: Well, if you look at we're we're unlicensed broadcasters on the Canadian airways. Yeah.
0: Well, not necessarily. We're just on we're on any airway that will host us, and that's not not necessarily Canadian.
2: Yeah, but it it doesn't matter. Like when you go to the radio broadcasting, if I was like um, doing ham radio, I would have to do a course. I have certain minimum standards. I get a license. I get a call sign. I get all these these. Certifications allow me to broadcast at certain frequencies. Um, do, do, do. So this is kind of is kind of interesting. I, I, like I said, it hasn't been tested yet. Um, it's
1: just it's got some potential to go quite sideways, in my opinion. The, the, the problem is, uh, I was having a discussion with somebody else that it because of their ability to uh, regulate things. Uh, more than has been seen in uh, in democratic societies so far, it's got the potential to be abused, um, but it's a bit like opening Pandora's box. So the conservatives in the Bloc Québécois are against it. Uh, however, um, Pandora's Amphora actually it was never a box; it was an Amphora. But anyway, Pandora's box has been opened, and um, it's, it's no government that takes over is going to give up that potential resource if
0: they need it that's crazy like that well, seems crazy go ahead dr green
3: no i was just gonna say that's that's really what caused sort of the popular sort of uprising concern is that you know under the, the act is vague enough and the amendments that they're uh, suggesting are vague enough that they could basically pin anybody that it, they don't like as a broadcaster, and it's and of course what their opponents are concerned about is that they, they have mentioned previously that they plan to target what they consider to be inappropriate or offensive objectionable objectionable, objectionable views, and, and they get to decide to decide what's objectionable, which means they're going to try to crush their opponents and anybody that broadcasts anything that says anything bad about their their governing, they're going to decide that that's objectionable and they're going to try to shut it down. I mean that's, that's insane. Yeah, it is. It's a huge concern. I don't
1: That's, think it, I don't think it'll stand up in the Supreme Court if they try that. But um, but I did mention earlier that there was the former head of the CRTC whose name escapes me, who said that this bill was uh, the largest threat to democracy that he'd seen in his time as a broadcaster. Uh, And it does sound like when you start reading into the objectionable content clauses and uh, accountability clauses and everything, uh, it does sound a little bit like something you would expect to hear out of the PRC or the DPRK, a little bit information control-y. I know it's not the intent. The problem is and and they had to i'm gonna give the, the 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 bill passers a little bit of credit here you have to word things dealing with the internet and technology vaguely because if you word it too specifically within three months it's obsolete um it moves too quickly for for lawmakers i don't think the intent is malicious the problem is it Opens the potential for it. And one of the major supporters of the bill was a radical environmentalist who'd been arrested multiple times. So um, it it doesn't look good. And anything, anything you bring up, also using pandemic emergency measures to pass yet another bill that a minority government never would have been able to pass.
0: Well, anything you invent, anything you create is always open for Whiskey abuse. We've, we've already... I, I know, I know. I am just want to get this point out there real quick before he does. But this is something that Whiskey will probably say. Anything you create is always going to be open for bu- abuse, no matter how well thought out you think it is. Go ahead, Whiskey.
2: I would say that uh, Karniak is right. V- vagueness does matter. Um, but... I, I think, in if you look at the, the the unprecedented opportunity that we have here, so as a society, it takes us forever to get uh, to go through the processes in order to have meaningful change in our government, in our way of life, um, like how we look at the internet. how How do we how do we how do we remove the um the dissenting part, like not to say that everybody has to have the same the same voice, but when we know things are blatantly wrong, okay, how do we combat misinformation that erodes the fabric of society? Okay, that's the question I would have, and th- then I flip it back to Doctor Green: is is that if 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 that's my aim, does this bill do you think it will help give the legislative Uh, and judicial powers in order to stop people from profiting on stupidity?
3: Well, I I think that um, because it's a bill and because of the way that it's going to be enacted, um, first of all, we know from past experience that there are all sorts of ways to basically ignore bills that are enacted. Uh, Quebec is a fantastic example of creating notwithstanding clauses at the provincial level in order to get around federal decisions. Like the Uh, of Rights and Freedoms. uh, yeah. So you know, and even things that are contrary in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. So, for example, um, uh, you know, you can't discri- according to the United Nations and the Charter, you can't discriminate somebody according to their language. But you know, we see all sorts of professions, especially in the public service, where they will absolutely discriminate based on your language capability to determine whether you're, you're going to be promoted or or whether you will uh, be able to rise to the ranks of your of your department, or your government department. So, so there's all yeah. sorts. There's acceptable discrimination and unacceptable discrimination, but but for this bill, uh, what it does is that it affords the government the opportunity to abuse it, because even, you know, good intentions aside, I mean, personal income tax was introduced as a temporary measure with good intentions to, in order to ensure that we would not go into debt following a global war. And here we are a century later with uh, seriously it didn't go away and it's only gotten worse over time. So, mm-hmm. so whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's not fair because
2: healthcare is paid by our income
3: tax. I Given like what care. he's I mean, saying it, it right they, there. Yes,
1: <laughs> but healthcare, nationalized <laughs> universal healthcare started in like 1977, I think. It was that NDP dude from Saskatchewan. Yeah. So there's Still, from 1917 to 1977, I'm no mathematician, but I'm counting 60 years of
2: unjustified income tax. <laughs> yeah, but hold on, we also used to have aircraft carriers back then. Yeah, but also- the first world war. That 1917. <laughs> <laughs> but la- la- was 1917. Aircraft like the roof of a hayfield.
0: What you're saying though, is we used to have. What you're saying is we used to have a navy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah. No. The reality is is that you know we uh, we use income tax as a gap filler for other form of national revenue because we had other things. But what's happened, as we know, is that income personal income tax makes up the majority of the national purse now, right? Because people because governments get lazy and they know that if nothing else they can abuse an act that they already have in place and they can rely on it too heavily, which is causing a lot of problems. Obviously, which is there just isn't that many people in this country and you can't keep taxing people into the ground. Right. But that's that's kind of where we're starting to slide
2: towards. Oh, uh, it, it's, more, it's more. I'm going to go away right there. Dr. Green, Dr. Green. This, this, Like if we're going to talk about space, this is like me telling you something like the, the Martians are have a competing uh, space yeah. force. Um, He's this, telling this you is, to stay in your so lane. Difficult. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, history does matter here. And if you look at concept of tariffs and how we we brought revenue in before, it was about with about foreign trade and creating barriers between countries. We have learned over the over the last hundred years that income tax is a way to generate revenue, and by ha- reducing tariffs at the borders, we can create a collective wealth, which is better. And I'll throw it over didn't, to Kanye. Didn't
0: didn't they get rid of? uh or sorry didn't they bring back tariffs when they got rid of nafta like in the last couple of years wasn't that something that came up
1: before we go too far from the internet though before we go too too far from the internet <laughs> uh uh, I do want to mention, and I know it's weird because we're recording this on uh, May first, but uh, it is um, a, there's a pretty big movement right now, uh, and this kind of always this kind of supports uh, a bit of what whiskey's always talking about is like let the consumer give the consumers the power to to, to affect things, and they can. Uh, there's a pretty massive social media boycott going on right now. Um, to draw attention to uh, hate, racism and and abuse on social media platforms. So a lot of high profile athletes, um, uh, companies, sports organizations, um, you know, the people with massive followings are going dark for the weekend. So um, I understand why the government thinks that um, they need to control misinformation. I get that. I don't think that a government should have the power to determine what is misinformation, necessarily. Um, I do think that the better way to have uh, approach this would be to maybe mandate a federal uh, high school course on critical analysis and, uh, and misinformation or, or, or source finding. Uh, we don't educate people how to live in a social media world because it's only ten years old and we don't really understand it ourselves. Oh, 100 percent. But now we can get off the internet and onto tariffs.
0: And I will take a nap because that's so boring. I cried a little. Well, I, I I'm I'm very hesitant to get into that realm myself. I'm just I'm just shooting shit now.
2: <laughs> so, you know, I will I'll, I'll we'll give Dr. Green a chance to reply, but I'll I'll just add in. Doc, uh, so tariffs were a way to the governments raise revenue in the past. Yeah. Okay. And I could talk about uh, you know production uh, production frontiers, um, but let's just uh, flip it over to Doctor Green. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, We we know, for, again, if you want to draw on history, that's great. I love that. Uh, we also know, too, when you tax a nation into the ground, uh, which some countries have attempted to do, that you basically destroy the sovereignty of that nation. And unlike other countries, especially in Europe, who have other countries to bail them out, no one is going to bail us out if we tax people into the ground. The danger of putting on too many, tar- like too many taxes and, and where you collect them from is that people will either find way. the smartest ones will find ways to avoid paying taxes because that's what they do. In fact, you're told to avoid taxes if you can. And those who cannot avoid them will just cease to be productive because they don't see the point. Right. And so we've seen from other countries. I mean, we can ask any Eastern European country what it's like to have where the you know government planning will look after everything for you. And and your taxes will be an amount which basically all your money goes back into the national purse. But we, we know the outcome of that, that type of society. So, you know, some people here may want that here, but I suspect there's a lot of people that don't. Uh, just based on the number of people that seem to go through Starbucks every morning. Um, but yeah, I mean, tariffs certainly are a way to collect revenue, but to apply, and to go back to the original point, which is about, you know, amending an act to provide the government with more power to plan your life for you. We know from looking at global history that that is generally turns into a disaster over time because there's just no reconciliation. When you try to control people completely, they just tend to revolt in some, some way, shape or form. And sometimes it ends up with disastrous results, but you know we'll see what comes of it.
0: Fight, fight. Yeah, fight. I, I fight. only
2: have fight. I only have one question. Do you know who <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow is?
3: Sorry, what? Say again. And Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, what the uh, the poop lady or whatever she calls it, Or uh, like, poop or goop or goop. goop. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you called it poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't buy your Jane egg, did you?
3: Put sure. <laughs> your stuff on your face and you'll be better. yeah
0: yeah, she's oh the one who made the menu for millionaires or something like that.
3: Oh my God, like just brilliant, like talk about you know Barnum and Bailey come full circle, right
0: yeah so so anyways what,
2: what, what we think about is is that when we have pockets of of, of uh, I'm just going to call it stupid. Not that I hate stupid people, but I hate stupid
0: people. Um, It's uh, so. Why do you come back on a show weekly with me? What the fuck, man? (laughs) Incremental gains. Incremental gains. Um,
2: It's you know, but when we look, we have pockets of stupid. Like, how do you correct that? Like, we 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 put we put ourselves in the government, or sorry, we, we criticize the government from our own shoes. Um, But part of the discussion, part of the academic exercise is to put ourselves in their shoes. What are they trying to correct? Well, let's just talk about QAnon and then say, like, was that completely rational? Um, Like, look, where do you draw the line at at stupid? And then we know when we have fringes. These fringes, if they're allowed to permeate, tend to attract more fringes. And then stupid turns into stupid action. And then we have, you know, people storming, you know, the president's or the prime minister's uh, residence.
0: (laughs) Okay. So for QAnon. Okay. Just so (laughs) I'm clear, because I have no idea what the fuck the context was behind QAnon. But, like, if I'm boiling it down correctly, it's just a bunch of people on some sort of social media. media, I I almost called social media media. uh, where they just discuss conspiracy theories and then act on them in some situations, like what we saw yeah, rocks, last rocks, January. Rocks. Don't, don't, get tracked, uh, don't get distracted by the bird, Dr. Green. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> so, okay, so, I mean, look, let's put it this way, right? Like, if we were going to try to stop stupid, people would have to write an exam before they could have kids, right? We can't, I mean, the thing is that you can't stop people from doing bad things with social media or with the internet it's like any other device you 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 put in your hand whether it's a screwdriver or a gun or anything else there's there's always going to be an element or a portion of society that's just going to miss you know use and abuse those tools but i guess the important thing is like you're right like i agree with you like how do you what kind of measures do you take uh to try and sort of stop people from doing those things and and to do it we know from experience that a punitive measure usually does not succeed, right? So, and this is the I think this is why people are really upset about Bill C. 10 is that it's being seen as a punitive measure to get into people's personal lives. You know, from a, from a party that used to espouse uh, the mantra that the the state had no business in the bedrooms of the nation, and they seem to have basically completely flipped the other way. With, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, with the regulation that they've been applying for, you know, gun control to a certain extent, and going after you know legal firearms owners as vice of criminals, and you know now this thing with Bill C 10, and like I think Whiskey or, or Rocks had pointed out, you know, it's being done in the pandemic environment when people aren't really paying attention, which also that's right adds a level of underhandedness to the whole affair if they if they were so convinced that this was a good idea they wouldn't hide and take advantage of a bad situation they would just actually debate it in open and allow people to make their decision but they're not doing that they're kind of trying to sneak it through on page 612 of a 3000 page document where nobody's looking at it so so i think that's what really gets people upset but i but i do agree with you there has to be a better way I'm just not convinced that punishing people is the way to do it. I think I think literacy is a great way to kill stupidity, and and, and mentorship, and allowing the the voices of reason to get back into social media. And the, debate. and the problem is, is that you can't be a reasonable voice in social media because the cranks on you know one side or the other have taken over, and as a result, you know the reasonable voices have just left the room until the fighting's over, which is really. Mm-hmm.
1: You, you also can't forget that what, what uh, I, I've heard the argument, well, it'll it'll shut down like uh, it can be used to shut down um, uh, hate organizations and stuff. But we already have a method for that. Um,
0: I agree. The, the, the CRTC. Yeah, is we have, we have hate speech
1: laws, right? To, to shut down hate speech organizations it's it's already a thing that happens it's why you can't even
0: in and of itself is still you can still question it because who gets to decide what is hate speech i mean there's some situations where it's like it's like pornography you know when you see it but still somebody has to decide upon what is hateful what is not i mean
1: it's pretty easy like you'll never find lamert.com because they're a recognized terrorist organization like sure that's the kind of thing that the CRTC used to shut down and we used to, and we can decide what is a recognized terrorist organization, what is not. So they would use that to, to, to do those kind of things uh, social yeah. media is complicated, but yeah,
0: I see pointing. Whiskey. Yeah. Whiskey. You're pointing at your screen. I don't know what you're pointing at. Pointing <laughs> at you. Okay. Yes.
2: Your, your, your turn to talk. I was giving a turn. I was Traffic coordination. Oh, okay. Yes.
0: You, you just look like a crazy person. <laughs> like your, like your dad rewiring the uh, t- like antennas on the old television. Like and
2: dad at a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it is my daughter's <laughs> birthday today. She turns ten.
0: Oh, happy um, birthday!
2: Yeah. Um. I I I think what we need to just to tie some points together. I I think we go back to saying what were they trying to solve. What were the opportunities that they felt that they need to get there, and what, you know what was the timeline? Because like pro- governments when they have problems, it's uh, it, it's kind of interesting is that they don't aren't always able to anticipate problems, right? They just oh, say they almost never are. <laughs> well, if you're like Ontario and pandemic and old age homes. Um, yeah.
0: Um, but in like, fact they're very good at not anticipating problems. <laughs> That's how I do a backhanded compliment. Yeah. Because, because no, 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 no. people don't
1: because people don't anticipate problems and people don't want to pay a buttload of money for stuff that they don't see any effect for.
2: So, and it, it, because they have a problem, they need a solution. It hasn't hit the news yet. They're sl- they slide these things through ominous bills, and, and, and you know what? It's a government tactic. It's been going on for a while. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's just it's just it's just a little bit it's just a little bit disheartening that we've had kind of like Dr. Green was saying that the 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 elected party that was based on 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 liberties and liberalism it's it's just a bit disappointing to see them get elected a minority government have a pandemic which super shitty wouldn't want to be the elected body in any in any condition like this because you're never going to make everyone happy and you and you got to make hard decisions but those decisions probably shouldn't have been let's profit off of a horrific event in Nova Scotia to pass a bill that we've been trying to pass for 10 years, but keeps getting blocked in Parliament. But there's no Parliament sitting, so we can pass it. Uh, this bill, um, the uh, you know, um, um, shutdown inquiries into uh, party scandals, like. It, it seems a little bit abusive of their emergency measure powers to be doing things that are not related to the pandemic. Although I do also understand that a government can't just spend a year doing nothing but deliberating on on how much um, relief funding. And so they, the, the government still has to function.
0: Well, the way you put it, it's kind of interesting because it's a minority government. It's almost the way you put it that way. It sounds like they're making decisions in a vacuum, which is almost never good. And considering it's a minority government, that shouldn't be the case, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, we have a minority government, but it's a very tenuous um, uh, split, if you will. We don't really have any clear division. Like, it's not like in the past where there were minority governments where the other opposition parties were clearly opposed are going to be sort of unanimous. It's kind of very much split in the middle. So as a result, there's that's why you see a lot of the sort of policy and decisions that are being made, because it's a constant play about dividing the two major op- opponents that could... That could actually basically put a confidence vote into the minority government and force an election. And and what I find interesting is that, you know, they have they've to be fair to the, the governing power, they've been very successful in in keeping the other players on their backs, um, you know, not putting out a budget for more than a year, saying that oh it's unprecedented. Well, you know, we put out budgets during global wars. I don't see how this is like more serious than that. But apparently we weren't able to put a budget out during it for some reason, and and just being allowed to govern in, with impunity, uh, largely you know popping. Out of a cottage every day, making an announcement, and then going back inside, and uh, no parliament, no no facing question period. Even though it's kabuki theater, um, yeah, it's uh, it's perfect conditions for a governing party, especially a minority party, because things that would normally trip them up, that would force them into being uh, put to an election, they're actually successfully avoiding right now, and so they love it. I mean, and
1: they're, they're quite good. They're quite good at appeasing the block. Oh. Uh, the block. The block having one like far too many seats in the last election has been is in the best position it's ever been in because you know if the conservatives want something done they need the block if the liberals want something done they need the block so the block can just sit there and get what's best for the block you know it's they're in a great position the ndp was is completely irrelevant right now and apparently bankrupt if i was reading that article correctly but really yeah Uh,
3: yeah. oh interesting
1: seems like they're heavily in debt right now hmm
3: Uh, Well, that's not good for them.
0: (laughs) Speaking, if I'm I'm permitted to switch gears, unless you guys have any final points left uh, on this matter, go go for it. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Segway, are you going bankrupt? Uh, Speaking of people going bankrupt, let's talk about the housing bubble that's happening right now. (laughs) It's the opposite of going bankrupt. I know. (laughs) I was being ironical. Holy well, shit! What is happening?
2: There's, there's, it's, a, it's a multi-tendril problem. So, you oh, no. you're, you're gonna fo- you're gonna focus on housing, mortgage rates, millennials entering the job space, uh, people trying to work from home, needing more space. But there's there's another side to the argument in which involves um, climate change, timber prices, timber availability. Insects uh, and and forest fires, all tied up to actually in this this shipping costs,
1: uh, rising fuel costs. Yeah, real life economists can't untangle this problem, and we're four middle aged dudes talking on a podcast. So
0: yeah, well that's why I'm not hopeful.
1: I'm not hopeful. I can tell you that Timbits and whiskey don't mix. That was a poor call on my bit.
0: So only focus on the chocolate ones. Yes. So we kind of established how this happened. It's a multifaceted problem, right? Between. Whoa! It's a polysyllabic word. Good job, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole <laughs> but you would think Our something like a pan- pandemic would drive house prices down but it's it becomes like just one facet is that supply and demand issue the resources are so tight um, like l- they're not cutting down enough trees in the last year right that was one problem they're not oh, built- No, no. Okay. Know, anyway. they're <laughs> people
1: are leaving the cities because they're sick of looking at their 600 square feet, moving elsewhere. There's a bunch of things going on.
0: Okay. Go ahead,
2: Whiskey. But I said multi-tendril. So, one, don't oversimplify. They're not cutting down enough
0: trees. So, we have to oversimplify it because people like things simple. That's why we do a podcast. So we can simplify shit. <laughs> That's your job. I'm just taking you to tasks. Those are sir. more
1: expensive because of the boomers. We just got the millennial audience. They got fucked uh no it's 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 a huge problem man like that yeah. you, you can't assemble for the long for the better part of last year work crews couldn't assemble in the numbers required safely to actually build new houses yeah um quebec city for the first time basically ever because there's been empty condo buildings here as long as i've ever lived here and they keep they kept building new ones even though they were sitting empty well, that's not a thing anymore. Uh, the market here is, is like Toronto. You know, you, you you put your house up for sale, you've got 10 offers within 24 hours, most of them sight unseen. That's the other thing, a lot of sight unseen house buying has accelerated the market, so it yeah. creates bidding wars. That's There's a lot tour. of stuff going
2: on. Can I go back to lumber for a second? Sure. So, mm-hmm. Last year and several years prior, a the average house price uh for i think it was ten thousand uh, linear board feet of wood was 386 dollars right now it, i think it's like five times that price yeah um which would put the average house price um twenty four thousand dollars more expensive than it was before and that's just in lumber you got labor costs and, and distributed costs but we'll well, I to the stuff, up what three and a half times it's worth three and a half times what it was Oh, yeah. So sawmill. So, so what happens in the pandemic, the sawmills shut down, having with uh, one third the normal production capacity and reserve. There's other things that were going on, too, in B.C. and <clears throat> Alberta, that the the beetles were the, there's a, a spruce beetle going around um, and destroying the, the, the forest. What was happening is the, lump, the loggers would come in and it, when they knew that the beetle was there, they would cut down all the trees. Because if they cut the, down the tree within the first two years, it's still good timber. But the problem is, is that they have that plus a forest fire, and their dead standing trees are now gone. So they don't have the lumber reserves. In Florida, in, it takes 15 years to grow a timber-ready tree. In Canada, it takes 20 to 40 years to grow to, uh, um, a timber-ready tree. That's so that
0: Because of the nature of things. our climate, temperate climate? Yeah.
2: Yeah so the, the the forest fires which were burning like 1.2 1.3 uh, million hectares of, of of forest a year combined with the logging practices of planting only, only commercially viable products we now have a glut where we actually don't even have the trees to cut down
1: Well, we have tons of trees. Hang on. We have tons of trees. It's just super. Canada is basically 90% trees, but it's. No, it's not. No, 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 no. That's no, no, it it is not. But it's super expensive to go get. I've driven through New Brunswick. It's super expensive to go get them. You need to establish logging roads. You need to, there's, there's, you know. There's a lot that goes into going deeper into Northern Ontario to go get trees like it, it's it's
2: again it all comes down to cost right yeah it's like that's like telling me your patio is as big as my backyard but it, you know like I've also home.
1: I've driven coast to coast in this country and I'll tell you what I saw most of the time. Trees, 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 trees. Oh, look, we're in Alberta. Cows and rocks. <laughs> oh, Saskatchewan. <laughs> you fuck all. Oh, Manitoba. Don't know why this exists, but I can see Winnipeg for eight hours on the horizon.
0: And don't break about your backyard, me. It's unbecoming. Trees, trees, trees.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> fuck off, no, no idea. No idea. <laughs>
3: builds, right? There's also the existing problems, which is that, you know, the uh, the elderly used to move out of their homes, right? They used to downsize in later life, and they're just not doing that anymore. So the previous sort of supply that existed is not really there anymore because fewer and fewer people are giving up their homes later in life because for a lot of reasons, one one of which is that a lot of them have their kids living with them still or in some cases because of the house cost they're actually bequeathing their homes to their children and as a result the houses aren't really even going on the market. And then of course you've got globalization which we didn't have you know 30, 40 years ago so you've got a huge foreign investment market that's coming in um, but there's a lot of homes that are now being offered as rentals because people have gotten smarter about how utilize suburbia. I mean, you know, when I was a kid nobody in the nobody in the neighborhood was renting their house to an international exchange uh, couple or to you know people that were here temporarily. But now I look around my neighborhood, there's all sorts of homes that are being rented as opposed to being owned. You know, so there's that issue. So there's all these other sort of like you know, I think it was pointed out by others, like there's all these other facets, you know, besides the the very sort of brass tax piece of, of it, there's all these these other factors that are that are now here that weren't here even maybe as much as ten years ago. And I, you know, and like it was pointed out, like, you know, people loved their 950 square foot condo prison when they could go out every all the time and access all the services in their buildings. But now that you're in a lockdown, it's basically a jail cell. And so for those that can sell their overpriced condos and escape, you know, the city into another area where they can buy a house, I mean, they're gonna do it. And the ones that were smart enough to think about it early on have done it. And those who are just thinking about it now, well, it's too late. Like, good luck. <laughs> you're going you know, yeah. uh, to pay through the nose to get a house.
0: <laughs> well, a couple of people to kind of go on that tangent or that, that line of thought about uh, um, what people are saying about this, what people are thinking about this is uh, like I'm, I'm just going through. I did something different tonight, and I actually put out kind of like a, a crowdsourcing opinions of what, uh, you know, friends of mine people i know and that kind of thing that uh, what they're thinking about uh about this uh we'll call it the real estate bubble um uh one comment uh is it's a bubble people have been saying that for 10 years now another one is uh it's unsustainable it's going to pop hard when interest rates go up that's uh th- that seems to be a pretty big concern most people you know i I've, I've heard of stories of uh people who are who own um, basically like townhouses, they'll sell the townhouse um, and then take that money and put it into a standalone house. So some people are able to actually benefit off this, but others, like if you want to find a nice place, unless you're coming from Toronto and moving out to the boonies, you're kind of shit out of luck.
1: Well, this is more expensive. Um, The bubble will also pop when this generation of old people that we Locked down to keep alive during bloody COVID, finally do die off, and, and there's a lot because we have an aging population, right? So when the oh, aged population, when the aged finally finally die off, there'll be um, um, an influx of houses on the market. All of a sudden, uh, supply will well outstrip demand, and it'll it'll do the thing it always does. This is the, the- whoa whoa
2: whoa! I just had the scariest thought possible, and is. It is like Quentin Tarantino type of tragic, scary. Um, The only way we can perpetuate this housing cycle so that we don't lose money on our houses is if the Zennials have kids.
0: Well, there's no risk of that. They're all going to be sterilized by the vaccine.
1: (laughs) I went and got my nuts cut into
0: like a chump. Yes, right. You don't have anything to worry about. <laughs> you're, you're you're engaging in so many risk-taking behaviors, like crashing. <laughs> you only live once. That's true. YOLO. There's
2: I guess crabby, you does crashing have a different meaning when you're young? Huh? Does crabbing have a different meaning when you're young? No, crashing, not crabbing.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> That's what we get for going to a far inferior service whiskey. Uh, <laughs> I believe that to... was Doctor Green's fault, not whiskey's. Oh, saying. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming whiskey. I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing it at whiskey while, while, casually and subtly blaming the Apple user in the room.
1: <laughs> the, the, me, the member of the cult of Jobs who just can't <laughs> function without it
3: <laughs> the old, the old microchip gates owns my professional life so we did get steve jones and out. your body now yeah um, so i've got a tinfoil hat and i i let the com trail stuff like spray all over me so i feel pretty good although i've been keeping a cell phone tower that they put up over on the other side of the side of the neighborhood but uh, you're
2: your own cell phone tower now that's the beauty of it bleep, bleep, bleep. you said you said you said com trail right not the other word that i heard I believe what he meant was chemtrail. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: I thought it was interesting. So Rick James uh, made a mention of this. I'm going to try and get him back on the podcast when he gets uh, some availability. Um, but he's talking about he doesn't think it can burst. Too many people are locked in with low interest rates, maybe sustained long-range cooling off. That's legislated, mm-hmm. but... Two houses ago, and he's speaking from personal experience, two houses ago, we spent more on our starter home than his parents did on their forever home, 1998 versus 2014 comparison. And we know what the interest rates were like back in the 90s. They were what up to like credit card rates.
3: Yeah, they were actually. You're right. They were high. But, but to buy, the, the difference is the purchasing power for the dollar, right? So um, the cost of things were, was not rising faster than people's ability to generate income to pay for them. So you could buy a house uh, with an annual salary and expect to have the mortgage paid off in a reasonable amount of time, even with exponential. Because even though the interest rates were like credit card rates, so were your savings uh, interest rates. Yeah, <laughs> which is not the way it's going right now. Exactly. No. So, whereas our income is flatlined, and in some cases depreciated, even with inflation, the cost of things is still rising as if we still had those exponential uh, savings and interest rates, which we just don't have.
0: I'm so going to have to go back and listen to that during the edit to understand exactly what you just said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> on
0: on, on point 0.5 speed. Yeah. <laughs> He's not On wrong. Folks. On a loop for an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> i have, like that meme, that meme of that woman doing math, and there's like, <laughs> there's like equations <laughs> being floated around around her head. Like a cone, <laughs> like the volume of a cone or something. Yeah.
2: She's yeah. <laughs> kind of doing one of these. Like...
3: Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh yeah. god. Uh, so so uh, so I'll add in is is that Rick James is is kind of wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there can be, there can be, there can be corrections. and they do exist. Um, they've been done before. Is it? Is it? Yeah, they've been done before. Ninety six. The, uh, was the, the other side is is that we're not locked in, uh, because yeah. a lot of people have variable mortgages, and you renew on a five year term. So when you go in, when you typically invest in a fixed more uh, fixed mortgage rate, it's higher than the variable mortgage rate because they're offsetting that cost. And risk, so with a slightly higher uh, higher uh, interest term or interest rate. So you, everything's in concert, and they have uh, well, and they've bracketed the risk, and those are built into the terms of the mortgage.
1: If you if you are on uh, year one of a variable term mortgage, it might be worth walking down to the bank, <laughs> switch that over
0: fixed, yeah. right. Sorry, Rick. Uh, We still love you. Please come back on our show. (laughs) I didn't know who this is. Don't tell him I love him. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so here's this question. Here's a question for you. When is this going to plateau? Like, how long do these kinds of things normally last? Uh, these are obviously not normal cir- circumstances, us being in a well, pandemic think, and everything. But, but if
1: but I could answer that question, I'd be a billionaire because wow. I'd be in
0: the stock market. Like, it you mean a bajillion over. here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, you're, well, that's a you're, you're the business major there, Whiskey. What do you think? Uh.
2: Well, people don't know we're we're in uncharted territory. We've gone off the map in terms of the the normal safeguards. Uh, so could, in normal circumstance, if the housing rate was this high, they would impose other things to try to try and do it. So, they raised the 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 Bank of Canada raised the minimum um, the threshold on the stress test to so see if you can afford a mortgage. They they've done things like that. They would have raised the interest rate. In order to try and make boring more expensive, but they didn't do that because they're trying to spend spend their way out of the pandemic or at least do quantitative easing. And in the economic line of thinking of that is if there's lots of money floating around and you're borrowing to do it, uh, natural inflation of wages will try and um, offset those dollars. Uh, but it's rising at a rate that uh, they don't know the outcome. I, I think we should probably do some modeling to figure it out, but it's, it's kind of, is um, it's, it's, it's very, we're, we're off the map. Like, you can't point it out because we don't have the crystal ball. We don't know what people are doing down the
0: line, and there'd be a mm-hmm. lot of random numbers in the simulation. I mean, without giving out any kind of financial advice or anything like that to listeners, what is the best thing that people could possibly do to deal with this situation?
1: Make sure that you can afford... Make sure you don't take on a mortgage that you can't afford, like, a 3 to 5% increase in your interest rate. That's
0: that's great advice, actually. Whiskey, you got anything else to add? Um, I, I would add in... um uh,
2: be able to f- afford your lifestyle, live within your means. Live on a, if you're a, a married couple, live on one income. If you're a single person, live on 75% of your income. Never.
0: Um, uh, Don't and, get into careless uh, activities like racing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, invest. Huh?
2: Invest in your kids. Uh, put money. Save 120 days worth of money to, to live on. Doctor Green.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, our comment is that, um, you know, I wouldn't follow your bank's advice that you should only make minimum payments against your mortgage. Uh, you know, most people don't realize that by the time they're done on an average mortgage line, they've bought their house almost three times. Uh, you should always aggressively kill your mortgage. And uh, if the bank is trying to offer you other lending services, uh, you know, just tell them, no. Like, my bank doesn't always like me because I've always told them that my goal. When they asked, what are your what are your investing goals? What are your finance goals? I said, my goal is to
1: like- ever again.
3: Yeah, so my goal is to end my relationship with you as soon as possible, <laughs> which they, you know, they they don't really understand. But it's because I don't want to be indebted to another institution my entire life. <laughs> I think
0: you and my wife would get along very well. But Cognac, you have some dissent with that opinion. Um, OK. Yeah.
1: I'm gonna caveat this with saying that I am not offering financial advice to anybody and everyone's situation is different. However, if you were to come into a hypothetical inheritance of roughly half a million dollars, um, you may be, and this is worth doing the math yourself, you may be further ahead investing that money in a blue chip stock, uh, the big five banks generally pay a dividend of around 4.85 percent per annum, which means quarterly you'll get, be getting about $6,200. It's about 24 grand per year, which allows you to um, make double mortgage payments and still have a thousand dollars left over at the end of that quarter. Uh, Based on a mortgage rate of around $1,500 a month and still have uh, $1,500-ish left over at the end of that quarter to either increase your quality of life or... Save for a further lump sum payment down on your mortgage uh, at the end of the year, which most mortgages will allow you to do, and as well as give you a bit of a buffer for the taxes that you're going to have to pay on the dividends that you make and the gains in in your investment because you can't TFSA half a million dollars. But if you have that. Um, Every bank and financial advisor is going to advise you to pay down the mortgage as fast as possible because that's traditional wisdom. However, you can essentially be using the bank's money to pay down the mortgage for you if you invest it on a safe stock, uh, which will also generally speaking, again, we're in a bit of uncharted territory, but generally speaking, stocks will double in value every 10 years. Uh, So you're half a million to become a million and and your dividends will continue to rise. Um, But if you take that half a million dollars and you just dump it and get yourself mortgage free, unless you are very disciplined in then investing what you used to make on your mortgage, you'll be further ahead to have invested the lump sum of money, paid down the mortgage with the dividends, make the bank pay its own fucking mortgage off. And then you still have at the end of the day,
2: your stock holdings and the dividends continue to come in.
0: That's an awfully specific
2: example, there, cognac. <laughs> no, you you miss you miss the fact that uh, the ho- the housing and property is also an investment because it it does uh, increase in value in time. Yeah,
1: you, and, and until it the bursts. Progress.
2: Until the bubble bursts, it does.
1: I mean, same
0: thing can happen with you, the economy. If you
1: go and pay off a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage next year, and then your house is worth two hundred grand, you're a fool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, I mean the other thing too is that you know that's the other thing. Most people feel that the only way they can invest and save is to you know either buy or purchase bank products or invest in a in a stock market, which most people don't really actually understand how it works anyway. Um, But. But you know, and and you know, pro tip for that: if you really want to know which stocks to invest, very very rich people like Warren Buffett, etc., they have to actually identify their portfolio holdings. So if you're never on, if you're unclear as to what stocks you should be buying, um, you just need to Google some of the richest people in the world, look at their investment portfolios, and that will tell you what stocks are probably worth investing in at some point. But there's other places you can put your money too beyond the bank products, which is in, and this is something we've also seen, which is the increased amount of investment. That is being made in tertiary products or into antiquities, wine, uh, gold, silver, you know, other hard metals, um, art, antiques, uh, non fungible products. I'm surprised actually that hasn't come up yet. The old non fungible product uh, environment now, where you can actually buy digital works and invest in digital. What, the,
0: <laughs> what the? Okay, Wh- whiskey saying don't say Bitcoin. Well, too late now. I do know. Um, what do you mean what what is it what the hell is a non-fungible product i've never heard that term before earn your shirt earn your shirt go ahead dr green
3: Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah, non-fungible transaction, NFT. It's basically uh, somebody that creates a digital piece of intellectual property. Uh, it could be a piece of artwork, it could be a, you know, a, a, a model, an icon, whatever it is, but it's basically a piece of digital work. And what you do is that when you uh, sell it, it comes with a tag, essentially, if you will, and this metadata tag basically identifies as a unique piece of work. And you, so you buy this NFT, this non-fungible transaction, uh, and basically and you own this piece of digital intellectual property, and uh, very recently, actually, there was a Canadian uh, who has been early into this market of, of the buying and selling of NFTs, and he has sold some of his digital artwork for millions of dollars. So it's uh, it's basically the latest greatest new thing, if you will. Um, you know, probably the hottest thing since Second Life, and when people were buying uh, you know digital castles for millions of dollars, but this is the next thing.
0: Yeah,
1: and it, it allows. Um, it allows. Part of the reason it's a hot market is because it allows the same. Uh, it's actually an even easier way to launder money than the traditional art market is, which is
0: yeah. basically <laughs> why paintings are worth what they are. So and whiskey Audrey was Rito shaking exactly his head. Now he's it. nodding his head. <laughs> well, we're not going. We're not going down the stupid Bitcoin route. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. We really shouldn't. I think we've gone far enough into the financial territory. Uh, many China's people probably oh, wait, tuned wait, out no, no. by real now. Real
1: quick, real quick, real quick, because he doesn't want to hear it. China's just announced its own Bitcoin equivalent, its own cryptocurrency. Uh, oh, and oh wonderful.
0: It's also got its own gonna and and its
1: McDonald's. Bitcoin and and everything. But I want to tell you. Of what, about the, you know, what about dog coin? Dogecoin, I said that. Of the, of the 17 or 97 or whomever people listen to this, just remember, it doesn't matter how hot that Chinese cryptocurrency is. Just remember that buying that, you're essentially making a donation to the People's Republic of China's government. Um, because whilst they will say it's private, it's very much a state-run enterprise. Um, 100%. 100%. Please don't don't engage in that. And this is all in a reaction to Trump trying to ban Chinese companies from the uh, New York Stock Exchange. So
2: perfect, perfect. segue. Okay. I'll close it, it up here and summarize. Speaking of bad ideas, we we're we we're setting up with uh, uh, Bill C10 and talk about potential censorship and how that's going to go. It's paired with a number C10. Don't do blockchain. Um, uh, blockchain technologies because they're kind of bloated right now. We just we need to wait till regulation kicks in, uh, just like free speech. Maybe free speech will get better with regulation, but who knows? But the, the real, real, quick, on- real quick,
1: real quick on cryptocurrency. Just remember, at the end of the day, the only thing you can buy with cryptocurrency is something illegal or actual real
2: money again. So, yeah. And hopefully, with censorship, it will get shut down. But anyways, moving on. <laughs> we talked about. Uh, the forest with the trees how, while your houses are tied to numbers and why you may not be able to forge your house in the future so make smart decisions uh, the best place for money is uh, is in it, is it your mattress maybe but uh, <laughs> no <laughs> but anyways it's, 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 um, it's, it's interesting times we're not in territory in this world but uh, if you're one of our 100 or so listeners we're glad to have you on board and uh if you do uh, write comments because there's only a hundred of you we will respond
0: ah, so there's, there's there may not even be a hundred of them but that's okay all it takes is one my friend that's what we're trying to pedal here just protect yourself uh, that's the see, common theme well, you, here
1: well you see rocks that's a poor investment because we're four and if we're only talking to one uh, oh.
0: shut up <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Dr. Green, you have something to say.
3: No, I, I, I you know, I concur. I, I think that it's, you know, we live in interesting times, and what I'm, what I actually find the most interesting is that, you know, things are changing, and you know, being the historically minded one, I, I it's interesting to see the parallels and also the things that are different. But, uh, you know, interestingly enough, there are a lot more parallels than there are things that are unique, and so. Uh, you know, as we sort of navigate our way through this time, you know, watching people relocate, rem- uh, remove themselves from their previous lives, you know, getting into remote working, uh, potentially living in a different place, uh, thinking about different ways to spend their money and what it means to them. I, it's interesting. I know I know a lot more people this year that have decided they've become minimalists, uh, as opposed to last year when they were probably classified as hoarders. Uh, because people are looking at money and they're deciding about you know what's most important to them and and how they spend it. We were interestingly just as before we got into COVID, we were getting into a shift in culture where people said, I don't spend money on things. I spend money on experiences and things you know, doing things. Well, where do you spend your money when you can't do anything? <laughs> You're basically in lockdown. And you sit at home and you, and you don't want to be a hoarder. So where does your money go? What
0: do you, you put on? In my, in, in my personal case, motor racing. Well, there
3: you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully not. Well, my... that is still
0: an experience, technically. And it's a fucking expensive experience, if, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah. it has a cost on but your bank But there's also objects. And on your body. On <laughs> <help>. <laughs> and um. I'd say they're just it's going right back into Netflix and Jeff Bezos pocket.
3: Oh, you better catch up. He's he's been slow on the mark, actually. So we'll have to see if Amazon Prime gets us some new content here soon. Yeah.
1: The stand just came out. Based on that Stephen King book about the fucking super flu, which I'm sure is what people want to watch during a pandemic. But whatever, yeah. you know. Oh, OK. <laughs> Robert, uh,
0: okay. Hey. Let's let's let's, let's, cut let's cut migrate. It. in. we've wrapped up. We've we've wrapped up. Let's migrate into we territory here. Like, let why don't we wrap up now? We'll just okay. wrap up this episode. Okay. Wrap. OK, so protect yourself. We have established the summary of this episode whiskey you have any final thoughts i think you've already done your summary we're good i did you guys killed the segue a little ball through the garbage
2: pulled
3: out
0: of the good recycle joke. bin look for leftovers put it back in the garbage can that's very <laughs> very descriptive <laughs> okay let's do this let's uh let's uh, close out and we'll 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 keep recording for the We ran. i'm whiskey and i'm rox and thanks cognac and thanks dr green i would say you guys are well cognac you're definitely a regular but dr green you've migrated into that territory now so uh welcome to the official 320 club cheers see you next week Imagine the frustrations that people are having with finances, social media, and the real estate market sound a lot like John Lennon going through heroin withdrawals in his 1969 single Cold Turkey. Don't worry, we'll keep you company, we'll help walk you through these troubled times to the best of our ability. Alright. With that in mind, don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your weekly dose of Whiskey and Rocks, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can help us out even more if you spread the word and share us on Facebook. and Follow us on Twitter. We are at Whiskey and Rocks one All links are in the description. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for more Whiskey and Rocks.